Hello and good evening. Join us as we revive a Victorian Christmas tradition. Ghost stories. Get comfortable with a hot drink, blanket, and a snack. A nice comfortable chair, a couch, or a bed, and settle in to hear our tales. And so... Yes, remember this is Chasing Spirits Paranormal. Where we talk about the paranormal and while we drink. So yeah, tonight's cocktail is uh, basically a um, adult version of the peppermint mocha, which is I'm using some coffee liqueur, some cream de cacao, and some peppermint moonshine from our favorite distillery, Devil's Do in West Virginia. Walter, you need to go there with us one day. What proof is it? What proof is? I don't know. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like a. Uh, a real moonshine. It's a flavor. Like, that's like, two hundred yeah. proof. No, it won't be that. No, well, it's. Um, I think it's. I, I think it's even. It's probably even uh, under. It might be around eighty. It's seventy-five proof. Seventy-five. Wow! I bought a, the Sugarlands is one hundred and one, and it reminds me of the Fireball, and you can mix it with so many different drinks. It tastes great. Yeah, this is better than Fireball. I'm drinking coffee moonshine tonight. Oh, we oh, got some go. of that. I got some coffee ah. moonshine downstairs. But this is just like a coffee liqueur I'm using. Uh, From Mexico. From Mexico, yes. And what are we Mexico. talking about tonight, Mr. Jeffrey? We are Mexico. talking about the infamous Krampus. And, you know, Krampus is not just... Uh, well, it seems like it's a European thing. It's more German, Alpine, Bavaria. Mm-hmm. The funny um, thing about Krampus is that Excuse me. Um, my supervisor and his family—they're from um, Germany, and back in the day, they were on the West German side back during the Cold War. Was it East German side? Or I mean the East German side. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, and they were on, you know, around the Berlin area. And I asked him about it, and he's like, "I don't know. I've never heard of Krampus." But um, well. You know, on the I'm other gonna, side of the wall, they did, obviously. Educate me tonight. I've never heard of Krampus. Yeah. Y'all said they had a parade, and I was like, cool, something new. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Last weekend was Saturday, and and there was a Krampus walk down in uh, Carytown, Virginia. Carytown, in, it's a part of Richmond, Virginia. And Krampus right. is, and if you don't know, is basically Santa's punisher. For the bad kids. For the bad kids. Behave. If you're bad... <laughs> Krampus will come visit you on December 5th and take you down to hell or punish you somehow. Throw you in a bag. Throw you in a basket. The Rougarou of Christmas. Yeah, he's like a demon looking thing, but yeah. So tonight we have a story about Krampus. Cool. I'm ready. Go for it. It's a little short story called A Piece of Coal Where Her Heart Once Beat. By Suzanne J. Willis. Nothing lasts forever. Not Christmas, with its bright lights and spangled promises of good things that never quite come to pass. Not the dreams of magic that are conjures for children everywhere. Not even Krampus, with his sack of coal and his cold heart. Even villains grow old and achy, age softening their sharp edges allowing things akin to nostalgia and loneliness to seep to the surface. 
It made him wish that the mountain had not been hollowed out, like a sponge full of tunnels and caves and oubliettes designed to deter or trap any intruders, designed to keep Krampus hidden deep inside the mountain where he could keep his list of naughty children and plan his cruelty for the year to come. For if there was someone to seek him, they would never, ever find their way. And if they did, what would they find, he asked himself, stroking his whitened beard and staring into the fire. Nothing but a sad old bovine hiding himself away from the world. Disgust welled up inside him like bile. How was it that age had snuck up on him? He could not remember ever having, ever having been anything like a child. Then again, his type. Oh yes, there were others like him. Though they went by different names and different forms. Lived a long, long time. But nothing lasts forever. Castles crumble, wishes fade. Even the oldest of the trees in the woods on the mountain above die after thousands of years. Then you must make it last, he said to himself, rising from his chair and ignoring the knotty pains in his back. He took to pondering how he might do so while wandering the passages that curled around on themselves. Occasionally he stumbled across the remains of young demons who liked to climb up from the, depth, the deep fire pits to try to fight him. Even they could not find their way out into the world or back to hell once they were lost in Krampus's labyrinth. He also stumbled on other things, too, the sort that he thought hidden for all time. Long-lost memories of a young boy trying desperately hard to uh, hide his hood feet from the other boys in the town. A broken silver fob watch, its face studded with tiny rubies like drops of blood. Lid card with words, words in an old language he, had, he could not understand. And in the darkest, farthest corner where he could not remember having been before, a closed jar that covered something shriveled and desiccated. In the candlelight, he thought it looked a bit like a heart. As the flame flickered, he could have sworn that it gave one feeble beat, then another. Without knowing why, he lifted his glass gently and picked up the heart. It was warm. He lifted it to his lips and swallowed it whole. A baby's cry, thin and hollow, echoed through the hallway, dying bitter as a bitter wind through, blew through behind it. I messed that up. And with that, Krampus knew what he must do, how he could indeed make his story go on forever. He walked through the tunnels of the thousands of ancient stone steps, exiting through the huge fireplace of the abandoned castle, topping the mountain in which he lived. Slowly, as the snow fell and winter bit the air with its sharp teeth, he set out, stumping across the late winter lands in search of his successor. Hundreds of miles away, the girl Lula, only, only 10 years old and small for her age at that, set out in her mother's only winter coat and shoes stolen from the general store in the raggy strip of shops that had once been a village. She would need them, she knew, but it also didn't hurt to have added another crime to her short list. Theft, though, was a small thing compared to what she had come to think of as the necessary mischief. Lula had to do something impressive to show Krampus she was capable of more than plain disobedience. The stories her mother had told her about him were supposed to scare her, she knew. Instead, they left her with a kernel of hope that warmed her 
despite the old shack they called home, the pinching hunger, the gray march of poverty, hoped that there was some strange justice at work in the world and that she could use that to her advantage. Lula breathed deeply, pushing away the sick feeling twisting inside her as she thought of her mother. The freezing air kissed her cheeks red and the wind, she thought, fear whistled through her bones. But she didn't look back, not once. Lula and Krampus walked, each walked through the deepest winter, never quite meeting up, although there were near misses. In the late forest, where the only company was the howling of wolves and thunder of hooves of wild ha- Thunder the hooves of wild horses, and in the abandoned village that stood at the juncture of the two frozen rivers. It wasn't until the spring melt had begun that they met on the Devil's Bridge, a stone arch that stretched over the still water. Twinned with its reflection, it formed a perfect circle, one through which, it was said, Krampus rode to collect souls. Lula and Krampus stood at each other, stood at either end of the bridge, looking at one another, both thin and exhausted. And so winter had eaten them up and left behind Husk. Surely not this one, he thought, as the urchin walked towards him, chid held up defiantly. Though she didn't show it, Lula was shaking in her shoes. He was so much bigger than she imagined. Though his back was stooped and his fur matted, the huge horns on his head looked sharp enough to cut glass. His hooves clattered on the stone as he walked toward her. They met at the halfway point. You? he asked. Lula pointed to the water below and reflected the trees as they opened up in the spring. The curve of the bridge, the swallows darting above, but neither Lula nor Krampus appeared there. The reflected bridge was empty. She smiled up at him. Me. Krampus took a Christmas wish from the string garlanding the, fa- the, fire, the mantel place. In the firelight, the beads glowed vermilion, emerald, image, indigo. He rolled it between his gnarled fingers before handing it to Lula. The girl smiled at him. This one will taste like apples, she said. Biting to the scarlet, scarlet wish, it popped between her teeth, making her skin blush. She had already learned so much in the nine short months since Krampus had led her back to the ruined castle, down through the labyrinth, into his lair. It was the only place that had ever felt like home to Lula. Krampus smiled, pointing to the Christmas tree hung with the glass baubles. The children inside them, made miniature by his magic, cried and shook the glass. Krampus and Lula laughed. You're the naughtiest of them all, Lula, daughter of Krampus. He will take children to hell long after I'm gone. Krampus shook his horns under the string, flinging the wishes into the air. They landed on the long table, turning to a feast of blueberries, sugar violets, crispy goose, steaming pudding, all all kinds of good things. Not quite daughter yet, she thought. Lula lifted her hands to her head, where the beginnings of her own horns sprouted, glossy and dark. Pity flared inside her for the children in glass cages, for her parents. Had she truly broken their silly hearts by leaving baby Tom in the woods? The cold must have made his ending quick. And she had to be sure, hadn't she? No ordinary wickedness would have called Krampus to take her away. Her pity faded as she remembered winters with no food, 
and spindly trees against the snow whispering, sorrow, sorrow. Better to let the winter creep through her bones to freeze away any goodness that can make her weak. Curving her mouth into a smile, Lula reached across and tapped one of the glass baubles. Cole showered the little boy inside until his tears ran black. Krampus lifted her up and spun her about, almost like a parent would do on Christmas morning. Although no parent dug their claws into the soft flesh of their child's arm, a grin through sharp yellow teeth. If they had, no child would have remained bright-eyed and giggled back, as Lula did. Face to face, each monster and child both. On cloven hooves, Lula and Krampus danced in the firelight, delighting in Christmas misery, then ate their feast of stolen wishes. With each bite, pieces of Lula's heart turned to, turned to black, hard coal. For as long as it beat coldly inside her chest, she would scribe her own Krampus tale from the shadowy dreams of a darkling once child. She would forget that she had been a girl named Lula, and all that had cost her. Her reign as Krampus would last forever. Oh, Lula. <laughs> Lula was oh. a bad girl. <laughs> Lula, why? Why, Lula? Lula wanted to be Krampus. Mm-hmm. Lula, Lula was a little psychopath. And basically, it's what it mattered. Yeah, Lula had, Lula had some issues there. She was like, lost. I, uh, I looked up a Krampus on the computer because when I saw it, I was like, what is that? And that's a creepy looking dude. Oh, yeah, you got the horns, you got the long tongue, you got the hooves. I mean, if you look back at folklore, there's other things that come almost just like that. Yes. Yeah. That's, wow. Okay. And it's kind of it's strange because um, it almost seems like the, the Grinch story took the pieces from the Krampus story. Right. To yeah. make it... Um, right. Didn't make it that good though. Yeah, because I mean, they're both they're both creepy, mean critters. That's for sure. But the Grinch didn't like. He did. It's not that the Grinch did not like Christmas. He just did not like people, especially the Who's. <laughs> well, the Who's were a nice, peaceful people. Yeah, I think he's got kind of annoyed. The village. Wow. But I'm sure you know whoever uh, came up with the whole um, Grinch story had to have borrowed some of the uh you know little bits and pieces of the Krampus story too. Similarities. Doctor Seuss. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Krampus is not everybody knows about Krampus. It's one of those you know Yuletide what monsters. Krampus reminded me of? What? Kinda of like an overgrown leprechaun. <laughs> Except even more wicked looking. A lot more wicked looking. I mean, <sighs> He's got hooves. He's got horns. He's kind of goat-like. Yeah. Long time. Exactly. That's yeah. That's the difference. So and I learned something. So it does make for a good story, though. I tell you what. Yeah, we do oh, have man. video of the Krampus walk on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I saw it. It was pretty. You watched our, our video. And yeah. if you um, yeah. if uh, you search for Krampus walks uh. On YouTube, you, you can get them around the world in Germany. I think, what was that one? I want to say Austria. Austria does it. You know. So evidently, it's real big, like up in Germany and 
stuff like that. Right. Why yeah. is America Legion called? They believe that message. Yeah, is there, is there, there must be something going on at the American Legion, Mark. <laughs> oh, who knows? Jeff was just saying right. that. Yeah, Henry is not with this night because Henry is indisposed. Uh, Henry had to take the night off. Was it? Henry had to take the night off. <laughs> he leads a yeah. very stressful life. He, uh, <laughs> he's on break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a forced break by his wife. Or in him, too. It was sort of... Yeah. <laughs> but Henry will be back again. Oh, and also um, we plan on um, Ryan... Oh, yeah, Ryan's going to come back when he's on Christmas break. And he's going to do um, the dark side of the Nutcracker, as in the, the Nutcracker Ballet. You know that ballet, Mr. Walter? Uh, where the people dance? Yeah, they, they, they dance, like Walter. Step, but a little bit slower. <laughs> slower. The Nutcracker's a famous Christmas ballet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Y'all, now, what you said, y'all running? No, we're going to do oh, the dark uh, side of it. Oh. And Ryan, Ryan does pretty uh, some pretty good uh, research on yeah. it. Yeah. So cool. he should um, he should have some uh, really good uh, insight into the dark side of the the Nutcracker. Yeah, in case I don't think you've met Ryan, have you, Walter? No. He's uh, uh, Henry's son. Okay. He's a theater major up in Adelphi in New York City. Oh, I did see some pictures, I think. Yeah, um, you probably did. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he joins us when he can. He he enjoys doing it, so we let him come on. Yeah, and he's yeah, a very he's a very good reader and he's um, a good speaker. He yeah. Of course, being a trying to be a, an actor, and you know, working for his uh, degree in acting, he does very well. <laughs> That's good. Yep. Because, uh, that's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Very competitive, too. Yeah, so that yeah. was, Krampus is one of our uh, favorite little Jill Tide monsters. And I so think... I've heard the word Krampus. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I've heard... Does, the, does Krampus... So, would it... Let's see how I want to say this. Everybody knows Cajuns call Santa Claus Papa Noel. Correct. Yeah. And I could now in the Cajun tradition, there is a bad person that Papa Noel sends you to. I wonder if it's the Krampus. It could be. I know who you're talking about. I know. I you, don't remember the name. No, I, I don't. I, what, I, so. It could be something similar. Right, and so that would have derived from. Krampus. Right. So that's mostly like up in Germany and stuff, they believe in this. Right. And, you know, Krampus, Germany and Austria, right? yeah, they're, they're not far from France. Okay. <laughs> it's all yeah, in Europe. True. Yeah. That's true. You know, you tell one Cajun the story, and by the time he gets back to Cajun land, 200,000 people know. <laughs> and it done went four ways, and it changed 26 times. <laughs> At least. <laughs> yeah, so if he had a splinter in his pinky finger by the time he got home he got stabbed through the shoulder <laughs> yeah he got that right bottom line. Like I mean you know someone's got to elaborate it more and more and make it sound more scary and kind of like the, the telephone game yeah yeah, yeah. 
is how rumors get started. Well, I had no luck with my story. But you will be reading soon the Cajun Night Before Christmas because with that accent, it's going to make it even so much better. And, uh, man, I know bits and pieces of the other scary thing, but now you're going to be thinking about this Crumbles thing because, <laughs> you know, we have the traditional Louisiana's, we have the night before Christmas, and then we have Santa's, well, not Santa, Papa Noel's day after Christmas, which is, well, you, you were still raised in Louisiana. It's kind of, you know, the, the night before Christmas or Christmas night is when all the good people get what they get. Right. And then you have the story of the day after Christmas, you know, Papa Noel's day after Christmas, which is not so good. So maybe that's got something to do with this Christmas night. It's it could be. Because see, tonight... I, mean, I, I, I can't remember it. It's, it's I know who you're talking about. I remember seeing him. Um, see, December 6th is St. Nicholas night. Which, so St. Nick comes and visits the good kids. December 5th... Right. Which is the night before is Krampus knock, which is when Krampus comes and gets the bad ones. So, Krampus doesn't come visit you; you're safe. So Man, we're... he should have made. Oh, when I was a kid, I'd have been in trouble. <laughs> Did you kill that alligator? No, sir. I found it on the road. <laughs> and they believe me because roadkill was good. All I know is, that, you know, if my brother and I acted up, come come. You know, come Christmas, of course, you know, mom and dad would be like, well, you know, you're going to get less gifts or you're going to get coal in your stockings. Right. And, Switches. Yeah. Yeah. Coal in your stockings. Well, let me tell you, when I was growing up, and I'm sure Paige uh, can tell you, the caves of traditions, you had to listen to the older people's Christmas stories and they would tell you when, and this is true, my mom told me for Christmas, they would get a bag with apples in it, sugarcane peelings, uh because sugar cane is good. Yeah, it is. Uh, grapes, <laughs> stuff like that. They didn't get, my grandpa and them, they couldn't afford it back then. Didn't have any money. And then we grew up and the kids complained, oh, I, didn't, I, I didn't want this. Look what I got for Christmas. Man, back then, you got what you got. And you didn't oh, ask what it was, where, why they got it for you. You just said thank you and you accepted it. It wasn't about how much the gift was, it was about the gift. And then the night after Christmas was for the bad people. It, you know, it was the, Papa Noel's day after Christmas story, and it—I'm gonna—I'm gonna find it somewhere. But man, things change. I'm reading about Krampus as we talk. It's <laughs> and looking at the pictures, that's a scary looking dude. Yeah, Krampus wasn't pretty. In the alley, y'all, I'm gone. Krampus was not known for his looks. It's a good way for parents to scare their kids to being good. And yes, our movie's called Kromp about Krampus, so. That was cool. A Krampus walk. I had never heard of that like well, that. Well, guess that what, right Walter? And I missed it. Well, T. Walter, next year we'll do it, okay? That is, I, I like that guy that had that, the Krampus suit on. Uh -huh. That was wicked looking. Well, I, I said, guess I see that coming down the road. Y'all ain't got to worry about me. Cats ain't going to be nothing. <laughs> oh, that's right. You don't like black cats. The Krampus beats that. That was a, that's a, it, I mean, it's, it's gory looking with a, with a side of evil and a plate full of mean 
I mean, it's all those three mixed together, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it comes up with the perfect mixture of bad to the bone. Yeah. It's evil looking. We enjoy Crump as well. And if you look at, like I'm looking right now, you look at different pictures, they all almost look the same. Yeah. Everybody draws it and images it almost the same. Yeah, he has these very distinct characteristics, the horns, the hooves, right. and the long tongue. Kind of like the Rougarou. Somebody told me the other day, oh, yeah, that's Bigfoot. I'm like, no, no it's not. <laughs> no, Rougarou is not Bigfoot. No, it's, Bigfoot's a wind. <laughs> Sorry. And all these people see Bigfoot in the woods and say, oh, I saw him. I was hunting, and I took off one of the dudes. You had a gun. Why you ran? Yeah, Sorry. exactly. I just must have had to put that out there. Well, but, Mr. Walter, next year we'll go down to Compass Walk, and we'll, we always meet yeah. up at the Garden Grove Brewery, so you can have beer. And watch beer. all the Krampus. And we usually, go, go, we usually go grab a bite to eat someplace in Carytown while, before um, the walk, do some shopping. So bring Lisa. Oh, Lord, don't say shopping. <laughs> and on Facebook, on Facebook. don't say shopping. On Facebook, um, anybody can look up uh, Krampus RVA. Krampus RVA. Yeah. yeah. Right here in Richmond, they have a Krampus. How, how many people were there? I mean, it looked like they had a good little... It's a good little crowd. <clears throat> That's what's cool. Yeah, they, they skipped it last year because of the COVID, but it came back and... Um, yeah, they had... Um, they're usually on Friday nights, they have like a, a variety burlesque show. Down at Gallery 5, and they have some little vendors. And I usually Art. know people performing. And artwork, too. And artwork, yeah, some really interesting artwork. All dedicated to Krampus. And the other Yuletide Krampus. monsters. Yeah. Walk around with a sign. You better behave, boy. <laughs> Got that right. Oh, Krampus is on his way. That is pretty cool. And I thought trolls were kind of weird, but no, Krampus is. I had never heard of it. I'm about, I never. I'm 54 years old. I've never heard of that. That really shocked me that I'd never heard of the Krampus. Well, there's a lot I've of things we've never heard of. <laughs> well, wait till um, Henry talk, tells you about Frau, uh, Frau, Frau um, Perchta, whatever her name is. She's a fun one. Frau Birkenstein. Who's that? Frau Perchta. Another German lady. She'll disembowel you. Yeah. That's <laughs> the one that eats the flesh off of men. Oh... You'll find out about her. Okay. I think <laughs> I've heard a little bit about this. Uh, but, I mean. Yeah, for the, um, this lady, she's, um, I want to say she's OCD. <laughs> and what she look like? Uh, I don't know what she looks like. But she's kind of OCD. Let's put it that way. Okay. That's <laughs> probably like half the women in America. Have a happy meal? Hype? No, she's just a germaphobe, maybe? You say germ she does oh. not like dirt. She's... So yeah, just put it that way. So, we will find <laughs> out. So Mr. Walter, so much for your Krampus education, huh? Yeah, that's it's pretty cool stuff. I I mean honestly I'm I'm it makes you wonder, you know, different cultures around the world. And I mean, I look at this and I see, wow, man, this could be something walking around in a swamp. You're not even know it. <laughs> but uh, I it's don't cool think the different 
He's like in the Black Forest. I, I never heard of it. I thought I heard everything. Guess what, Walters? A lot of you, your education is not has not ended. Oh, and we have got to do one on Mothman. Oh, we'll do I that eventually. The news, but someone in Louisiana in the swamp swears it's on Mothman four days ago. Hold that thought, Walter. We're signing off. Good night, guys, and happy Krampus. A week late, but. Stay strange. And weird. <laughs>